Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime lockedonrays at gmail.com. We do hope to uh, do a mailbag episode in the near future, so send us your questions, comments, concerns, lockedonrays at gmail.com, or you can send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram. By the way, I want to say to the people that have already emailed us and, and DM'd us, mm-hmm. um, we got you. There, you guys are on the docket. Yeah. Don't worry about Next it. Next week, right? That's going to happen, yeah. So that should be fun. We've got a lot of really cool, interesting ideas. I'm going to Shout out Austin Holloway because he gave us a really good uh, idea to do on the show. We will. Uh, so they're on the docket. But yeah. keep them coming because uh, this lockout it doesn't seem like it's going to end anytime soon. So Kevin. you're not uh, – you're still sticking with the 120-game season. Yes, 120. I'm still at 140. Okay. Okay, that's fair. The fact that the players have said we're amenable to the 14-team playoff gets me worked up, gets me riled up. I think the league is okay with missing the month of April. Yes. But once you get to May, it's like, okay, now we got to get something going here. Look, if I, point, my, if I had my druthers, I would prefer every MLB season to start on Memorial Day weekend. To your point, I I also get worried uh-huh. when I hear guys like Colin Pochet, who hasn't pitched since 2019, saying stuff like, I want to get on the field. I I would really like this, but this fight is bigger than all of us individually, and we have to fight for young for for the younger generation. Like that lets me know everybody in, everybody holds in, hands in, everybody. Let's yeah. go. One, two, three, lockout. <laughs> for right now, there in you go. March, we'll, we'll but see. wait till they start missing paychecks. We'll April. see. We'll see. You don't get paid in spring training. We'll see, baby. We'll see. Yeah, but again, there's a war chest. There's an MLBPA war chest. Might not yes. be what they're used to, but it's there. Fair. And also, aren't the owners incentivized to get a 140-game season in because of the something uh, like that television uh, 25, revenue? right? So like 25 less than 162, so something like that. Yeah, 137. They so, cannot have less than 137 because then they have to pay back. So to it's got to be at least 137. That's yes. going to be playing this year exactly so yeah all right uh that's our uh, lockout update of the day (laughs) thank you very much hope you enjoyed that all right we're done for the day uh today so uh yesterday we did uh team defense rankings for 2022 within the al east today we have we're just moving down the line manager rankings in the al east five four three two one uh ulysses I have a premonition that our five through one are going to be identical. Oh, you're putting that on the table. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yes. I don't know if that's going to be the the the, the case, but we'll see. Okay. My number five, let's get started. My number five is unfortunate because this sucks, man. Like yeah. Brandon Hyde can't help. He's got a crap roster. What is, can't, he, can't, what is he going to do? Like, no. And, you know, so I, it sucks although, to put this guy. Although 
Kevin Cash won 90 games with that 2018 team. But, but that, the, was a tw- that was a talented young team, albeit a young team. They had like three talented players. Let's but no, no, they had way more. Get the heck out of here. Blake Snell, that's it. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Um, Offensively. Wilson Ramos was an all-star that year. <sighs> I mean. Okay, that's two guys. You had half a season of Tommy Pham. You're really picking at straws right now. I mean, I'm telling half you. Half a season of Tommy Pham. Half that's... a season of Brendan Lau. Half a season of Willie Adams. Like, I mean, it wasn't a bad de- team. It was great, young team. It was a team that if you look at that roster, you would say, yeah, this team probably won 79 games. I think that is a very gray way of looking at the 2018 team. But regardless, yes. Brandon Hyde is our number five manager. I'm supposing, fair. and it's, it's not, not fair. fair. It's not fair. But it is what it is. It is what it is. So okay. we agree, right? He's number five? A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Number four, I am going to get a big slice of pizza <laughs> with Aaron Boone because he's number four on my list. He is number four on my list as well. Savage is in the box and tirades aside. Look, man, when you have a, 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 a budget of $207 million and you can't make yeah. it work, when you have Giancarlo Stan and Aaron Judge, I understand they get hurt, whatever. But, my, my man, you, you need to pull that clubhouse in a better way. If you've got Brett Gardner being more of a, of a leader and also clowning Garrett Cole in yeah. the clubhouse, like – that clubhouse seems like it's kind of a mess from the outside. Yeah, and he doesn't seem to keep his composure very well. And I get it. It's a very tough media market. And in one sense, Brandon Hyde has an impossible job. In another sense, Aaron Boone, I know we can talk about the inflated payroll, but those those egos in that market, in that organization, it's not tough to manage in that environment. But still, there's – I got to put him four. You with the Yankee DNA, honestly, I think a guy more like Joe Girardi suits the Yankees. Fit. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, I mean, they don't they isn't every offseason like, well, are they going to fire Boone? That's what almost happened last last season, yeah. and they were like, no, actually, we're going to renew his contract for a, a couple more years. So that's what happened. So yeah. he's so been there for a while. He's my number four. He's my number four. Okay, moving right on up, we're doing this quite quickly. Number three on my list. He was a guy I rooted for and I still will root for because Charlie Montoyo uh, was a big old race fan for a long time. Big race guy in the organization. What he did with the 2021 team was akin to the 2018 cash of the race, which he was there for that, by the way. Yes. So 2021, he showed that he could do that at the helm. I think that's a, a very talented team, maybe even more talented than that 2018 team, but young and, yes. and, 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 and they don't know the pressures of the game still. I, I mean, they, they just don't. So I think that was really impressive. Maybe even the 2020 season was even more impressive, yeah. honestly. Uh, but you've seen the projection going up and up with this Blue Jays team, which we kind of expect because the talent is there to go up and up and up. But sometimes the manager can affect that more negatively than positively. And the fact that it keeps rising up means that he's doing his job. I agree. He is also my number three. And you you look at what he did last year, didn't the Blue Jays have to play or, well, 
they, they, they don't have a home. They didn't have a home. They haven't had a home for the last two seasons. Yeah. So being able to navigate that, man, I'm losing my uh, memory right now, but didn't last year they go from Dunedin to Buffalo, then to Toronto? Yes, they did, Kevin. Yeah, that's tough to manage. And also, look, and, and I know it's more, it's his coaching staff and the development and analytics team, but Robbie Ray had... A year yeah. with the Blue Jays. Steven Matz had a year yeah. with the Blue Jays. So, yes, extremely, extremely talented roster. Also a young roster, but also adversity with kind of being unhoused in a way. So, I put – now, what I, I'm not a big fan of the whole uh, Ryan Barucki, how that unfolded. But I'll ignore that for now and, and put Charlie Montoya as my number three. And plus – I mean, coming from the Rays organization, you got to give them a little bit of a boost with that anyway. And I love the fact that you mentioned the adversity aspect with them because I know we're not in Toronto, and so we don't get a lot of Toronto Blue Jays news. But being a division rival, you do get bits and pieces to to make a better picture than other teams. Never once did I hear any of the of the Blue Jays players saying, well, yeah, we have it really tough because we've been going from Dunedin to yeah. Salem to, to Buffalo to Toronto. Never heard that. Never heard that. And that comes from the top. We're not going to complain. Yeah, We're not going to complain. We're going to show up. We're going to do our jobs. And we're that's it. That's what we're going to do. Yes. Um, before we get to numbers two and one, we got to tell you about BetOnline. Uh, BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. We're talking about odds, totals, player performance props, all that good stuff. So head over to their website today or use that mobile device of yours to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. It is where the game starts. Number right. two. Number two. I don't like this guy. Kevin Cash. <laughs> Kevin Crash. Uh, I don't like this guy. Yeah, like we we grade both of them. Um, it's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. It's uh, it's Alex Cora for my number two, Kevin. No. I know. Who could have ever seen that coming, right? Alex Cora, I, I think strategically speaking, he knows the game of baseball. Yeah. He he is a guy who is able to confront that very tough market, which it is. Boston's a very tough market, and he apparently just glides through. They they love him. Obviously, yes. that's gonna happen when you when you get a World Series trophy on your first try. Um that's about it. I don't want to really p- paint this man with roses because yeah. uh, he also uh, basically created a, a cheating scheme yes. with the Astros. So that's that's enough of that. Um, let me say this about Alex Cora. He is also my number two, but is it fair to say that he outmanaged and outmaneuvered Kevin Cash in the playoffs? I think that's a very fair thing to okay. say. Uh, yeah, Alex Cora... It, like you, he's my number two. Looking at, I'm not a fan of him, but I respect what he did with the Red Sox last season, and I respect what he's probably going to do in the future with them. Um, you just look at leading that team who we thought would 
the Red Sox are going to be crap this year. And they went on to win 92 games, falling just short of the World Series. And that was a team that was battered by COVID-19 as well at times. And they were missing Chris Sale for most of the season. So, yeah, he's he's pretty darn good. And I think the Red Sox have invested in that because I think he's making like eight mil a year. He's making an unbelievable amount of money for a manager. Yeah. Because every other manager makes like what? One to two million dollars? I think the million dollars. I think the highest paid manager right now is Joe Madden with the Angels. Okay. He, he might be top three, Cora, yeah. But in the AL East, like Aaron oh, Boone's yeah. not yeah. making that much money. No, no. I think Cora makes the most money out of the, out of the division. Yeah. So yeah, they, they they're paying and that tells me yeah. that they really, really like him, obviously. Yeah. And they see a little bit of maybe managers might be worth more than what the average person out there thinks. Maybe they are worth a really good one yeah. who fits an organization is worth two or three wins per season. I don't know if I buy the idea that, you know, a, a great manager is worth an extra eight to 10 wins. If that was the case, wouldn't they be making a, you know, $30 million salary per year? But uh, yeah, I think that a manager worth about two wins, three wins, maybe then $8 million. I can get on board with that. I suppose. Kind of like I, I mentioned before with Charlie Montoya, just get out of the player's way. Yeah. I think that's a really good managing uh, uh, style. Also, don't your team is to manage the clubhouse as well. Make sure people are doing their jobs. No, not no acrimonious yeah. relationships. I think that's really good, and that's why because that's a very big thing. And keep the clubhouse loose. Kevin Cash is number one because yes. it does seem like this guy will, you know have jokes with the players everybody has an actual personal relationship with cash uh, the if, he's one of the guys he's one of the he guys can hang. and he, he can blend in and that helps you know his age also helps yeah. you know he might have been playing his last days with you know rookies you know yeah. maybe maybe not anymore because kevin kiermar is the long-standing guy 2013 right and and i think cash uh maybe retired in like 2010 so that's that's not that far away. Yeah. He's still there with the game, so I, I think you can you can give him the 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 props for being number one. But I will say this: very good point. I do think Alex Cora did outmanage yeah Kevin Cash in the playoffs. But having said that, we look at Kevin Cash and his history the last handful of years with the Rays, and we know the whole deal with the payroll lack thereof and the ever-changing roster and getting guys to buy into particularly yeah. particular roles and maybe having to step back on playing time for what's best for the team. And he navigates that and handles that extremely, extremely well. How do you tell G-Man Choi, hey, you're going to do half the playing time here, right? You, you, he has to tell that. How does that work well? And when Aaron Boone says to Luke Voigt, hey, I need you to play a little bit less because we're going to put Anthony Rizzo there. How, you yeah. see the difference there of right. why the rankings are different with between Aaron Boone and, I mean. It blew up it, Aaron Boone's face and the Yankees' face when Luke Voigt was like, no, I'm not, I don't really want to do that. And it became a huge headline in the Daily News and the New York Post. So you, so you got to learn how to manage that yeah. clubhouse. That's number one. Now, not maybe even, some of that is the fact that the media market, yes. Yes, all you're dealing with is Topkin, and he's a press release regurgitator. So 
It's you don't have the bulldog reporters of those, which we should have, people. man. I, I I would love to be a D part Ray's of that. Bay. That's who it is. Yeah, exactly. D Ray's Bay. Yeah, exactly. Maybe so, we're the bulldog reporters. Hey, but they don't let us in the the Zoom calls. So for now, Kevin. But when they do, buddy, I really don't have an interest in joining those. But sure. when they do, Kevin, that's our list, man. Yeah, we were right. We, you no, you were right. We both uh, had the correct yeah. uh, or the same rather ranking brandon hyde five aaron boone four charlie montoyo three alex cora two and kevin cash one mm -hmm. i'll also say this about kevin cash is um i mean you've got to be able to do this if you're going to have 101 season and make the playoffs year in and year out consistently the last several years but um i think another thing that doesn't get talked about as much is these young players that he has to deal with they're not used to that dog days of August of 162 game regular season schedule of that intensity of that level of competition. So getting them to stay the course mm -hmm. that entire season and getting them to handle and manage rough stretches of a five game losing streak, six game losing streak, getting swept on the road in Seattle to a team you shouldn't get swept to and still being able to get back right on track. How many rookies did the Rays have this season? Like 30, something like 19? I don't, I don't even remember it was the numbers. It was stupid. It was a stupid yeah. number. You know, the amount of pitchers and rookies. 100 wins. 38 pitchers. I remember that. 38 different pitchers. So, yeah. I mean, or 19 rookies maybe. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and you're able to get 100 wins? Good for you. Good, good for you. Can I also say this? Uh, just because we're having this manager discussion, I usually don't really care about uh, other organizations' managerial hires, but I feel like the teams that were searching for a manager made pretty solid hires. Do you think so? I think Buck Showalter is a really good fit with the Mets. Yes. Uh, Mark Kotze, beloved figure with the Athletics. Good one. The Padres. Yes. Getting a guy who knows what he's doing in Bob Melvin. Yeah. I think there's some there's some solid I think teams are starting to figure this thing out. I love Buckshaw Walter with the Mets. Love oh, yeah. that because just like that big media market that is New York in the Bronx, it's going to be the same thing in Queens too. Yes. Okay? It just has he's, a little bit of orange in it. He's done the big market, he's done the big personalities. He brings credibility. That clubhouse yeah. needs a bulldog to be yeah. enough. And Showalter's that guy. They, Quiet. They, they don't need a Mickey Calloway, okay? No, th that's a lot of shenanigans. Yes. And shenanigans. And that's the thing. is like the Mets, as much of a dysfunctional organization that they are, it's like we need a normal person in here. We need and it. they found it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, good for them because – when you're spending the type of money that Cohen wants to spend, you need to kind of protect that. And you That's protect true. that by having a guy that can handle a clubhouse. Um, also protected by uh, just ordering boxes of built bars for well, the roster. I mean, I think that would make your clubhouse gel better because everybody would be ha very happy that they have something that's healthy and delicious too. Why are they delicious? Because all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, those puffs that are uh, marshmallowy, yeah, those are also covered in 100% real chocolate. All built bars are low calorie, high protein. You can replace your candy bar with these because they are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories when built bars 
are usually from 130 to 180 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You've got to try Built Bars. And how do you try Built Bars? By going to Built.com. When you go to Built.com, you can use promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your Built Bar order. So today, go choose mint brownie, coconut almond, maybe the chocolate cookies and cream flavor, and then use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order at Built.com. Uh, you can also, in addition to saving time and money at BuiltBar.com, you can also save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? It just doesn't make any sense at all. So that's why you have to go to RockAuto.com. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customers and uh, for every customer, and they have everything you could possibly need: brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet—all that good stuff. So be sure you go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. And when you do that, when you go to their website, RockAuto.com, be sure you write "locked on" in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you to the right place rockauto.com amazing selection reliably uh, low prices all the parts your car will ever need uh ulysses should we get to this uh tweet we saw the other day from your boy bob nightingale oh that ain't my boy at all yes he's your favorite reporter of all time bob nightingale he goes bob nightingale Uh uh-huh we're doing if we're doing rankings oh my god yes yes reporter rankings that might have to be a future episode bob nightingale is number one for you oh my goodness Uh, two is drellich three is passan passan whatever his name is Uh uh-huh four is somebody else and then five is top wow Wow. Well, I'm glad Topkin made my... Or Zeno Saris, but he's not really a reporter. Okay, so uh, I'm glad Topkin made my... Ken uh, Rosenthal, maybe number four. <laughs> my hypothetical uh, ranking uh, of That actually reporters. should be a future episode. That'd be Honestly, yeah. What, whose writing do we enjoy the most? Um, okay. Yes. Bob Nightingale. Yes, this tweet, let me just kind of yeah. set the stage here. Uh, he reported, and again, Bob Nightingale has been wrong many a times, but this seems to be... Uh, legitimate uh, tweet or take from him uh, where he wrote uh, the three rule changes that MLB wants to implement banning shifts, a pitch clock and oversized bases cannot begin before the 2024 season. Unless the union agrees, MLB wants those rules, those three rules, banning shifts, pitch clock, oversized bases to go into effect in 2023. Um, Pitch clock. Love it. I agree. On, do that now. Do that yeah. now. This time that they're talking about the CBT and the CBA with all this stuff, which is very important stuff, uh-huh. and the pool, the pre-R pool, everything like that is very important. Also, talk about how you can make your product a little bit more you action know. Yeah, act and quicker. Yeah, like you, there's a like you said, uh, you know, in, in a past episode, 
there's a lot of options when yeah. when baseball isn't on. So when baseball is on, try to make it as more as entertaining as possible. And I don't mean to make a charade of the game that we love. Yeah. No, like the game itself is good, but like you have to adjust when there needs adjustment to be made. Yeah. If I'm waiting 70 seconds between a pitch, I'm out. I'm done. When you have yeah, pitch clock and like I'm sorry, unless you make contact with the ball, like a foul ball, yeah. You should not as a batter get out of the box. I agree. You you didn't make any contact. You didn't swing at the ball. You stay in the box. Oh, there's a foul ball. Okay, fine. Take your take your breath. Your obliques might be a little bit right. twingy. Your your wrists, whatever your fingers. Okay, fine. But you have to speed yeah. the game up. A pitch club would be fantastic. I agree. And you could also tie that in with the seven inning ball games. That'd really make things quicker. But I gross. Yes. Okay. So we we're good on the pitch clock. Uh, the oversized bases. That's kind of bush league, but. I accept it. I like it I because it. I do think it's going to bring more action and activity, more teams trying to take that extra base, more teams trying to how much steal bigger bags. Do I don't know? know the exact dimensions. They may that, that might be the thing is they're still trying to figure out what that is going to be. And it also puts again more throws from the outfield. It puts a premium on hey, you better have a catcher that can throw and throw accurately. I don't efficiently. So I like the fact that this is, I love the stolen base. I love to see that type of activity. And I think if this is kind of, yeah, it's a little quirky, but I don't, it, it, these bases aren't like that. Like if you're watching on TV, I don't know if you notice it or would notice it that much. It's like they talk about bigger bases. I think there's some, People have an impression of like, oh, these are going to be huge. Like, the, exactly. you know, the size softball of softball ones, you know, the softball. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be to the naked eye. You might not really notice it unless you're really involved in the game. But what you'll notice is more teams being aggressive. And that would be great. Legs. That yeah. would be great. If that's like an actual consequence of making the, the bases bigger, I'm all for that. It, I guess I'm in that camp, like you said, of in my mind's eye, I'm just imagining them being just these ridiculously big bases yeah that's probably not going to be the case and, and, and i agree with you if it's if it's a change that it's uh very subliminal to the naked eye then okay yeah. i think that would be good and yes i agree that that would change yeah. the game to what we want to see i want to see more hustle doubles i want to see more base stealing i want to see first more hit and runs first and third i want to see that that's yeah. the aesthetics of the game that we love yeah more bang bang plays although unintended consequence you might have to get more uh, replay reviews if there's more sure so you might you might negate all this the games might be longer if that i mean you might get more action but the games might be longer too in a sense so. it's true but you know what actually why i i first said i would be okay with it not because of any of this stuff actually it would be because you you would be preventing ugly ankle injuries yeah that's true and you know i know that didn't happen in the world series but it very well could have with max freed um in in game six of the world series last year uh the the stepping on the ankle that is very very dangerous yes. from runner to pitcher covering or first baseman if he doesn't stick well, out it, his... and be, honestly what they should do is just have that extra bag the safety bag like they do in uh beer league softball yeah they have two bags at first I yeah. would just rather them just have the the bigger bases. I would. That's why I'm like, okay, just prevent, but All don't right, make fair it, enough. Fair don't enough. make the thing. Yeah. Uh, banning ships. <sighs> this one, I have a tough time saying I'm okay with it. I really, I, I get it aesthetically, not pleasing to the eye to see just like a weird, 
you know? I actually like it. I like the idea of you have a pitcher and eight defenders and you can set those eight defenders between the lines wherever you want. It's and up you to can me. play that game. And if you want to have four outfielders, go for it. If you, you want, want a bunt? Bunt. That's why I bunt that's away. why I hate the banning shifts thing. Okay, so we're right. Okay, we're on the same yeah. page. Like, don't, don't. Like the the hitter could do something else. And I know it's very difficult to go the other way. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Can you push it the other way? Can you bunt a la Brandon Lau when he's struggling? Yes. Like you have Okay, you, you, it's 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 Improve your prerogative, maybe. Yeah, I, again, I I don't like the whole banning shifts conversation. I really don't. They were doing shifts to Ted Williams. Yeah, like it's it it's not a new age thing. We, we can't be introducing this rule because Joey Gallo's upset. Okay, um, exactly, exactly. Thank you. Or because oh, a small market team started really utilizing yeah. the shifts and then it, they became really, really good. Oh, wait, I know who they're talking about. Yeah. And then you don't like them. Um, like, okay, if it's about pitchers being too good and so far ahead of hitters, would you rather they slightly move the mound back? No, okay. I have a better situation to fix the shift thing. What is it? And, and this is tough to regulate because innings could go long, but what you could do instead of banning them is put a limit on them as in like mm. for this inning, you get one shift. I could get on board with that. I could get on board with that. Who's I going just to think be your that shift? Ban and who knows, maybe there is more to this. Maybe banning shifts isn't a, okay. And no they'll be all. Yes. I think that, I mean, Bob Nightingale only has so many characters in his tweet here. Yeah. So, I could get on board with that. Uh, maybe something like that. That might actually be interesting and just trying more of a gamesmanship or trying to figure out more of a strategy thing of who are we going to use the shift uh -huh. against in this? Are we going to do it against the leadoff hitter? Yeah. Uh, what, what are we going to do here? I like that. I like that. Uh, so, uh, but, I, but I think the idea of banning shifts outright, I also think it's a slippery slope of – Okay, so O2 count, you can't throw a breaking ball. Are we going to introduce that rule? Like, how far are we going to go with this thing? And I just like, yeah. again, you, you look at other leagues. Football, you can do man-to-man. -man, you can do zone. You can have a 3-4. You can blitz. Yeah, you, no, no, I mean, no, no, nobody's telling you how to def defend. That's that's yeah. uh, that's you your cover prerogative. One? You want to do cover two? You want to do cover four? You want to double cover a guy? Like, I... You, you want to have eight or nine men in the box? You can do that. You're in a way they're they're shifting there. I so, pay my taxes. Yeah. I want to defend however the heck I want. I'm a grown man. Gosh darn it. Basically, I like it. Yeah, no, I uh, like I, I would be I, I would be against banning shifts, but I would be intrigued if, for, for example, you you're yeah. Kevin Cash. You're at the Bronx. You need this W. Anthony Rizzo comes up, and then Joey Gallo. Who do you do the shift? Good point. Probably Joey Gallo because it just totally warps his mind. He can't. And after that is uh, Giancarlo Stanton. You know, like it, it would be, it would be, I think, a really cool way of introducing a new strategy. Yeah. Also into the fandom. Like, oh man, why did he shift against Gallo? Yeah, that's good. Although, I mean, the answer is always shift against Gallo. Yeah, but, but, but <laughs> regardless, yeah. Uh, the other thing too with this is, where I guess there would be demarcation lines of okay, the third baseman can't go this far over 
or no, the, it would just be I think like no, no. The no number, I mean, if they're talking about banning the shift outright, I think the number would be second base, like uh, the infielders, two infielders to the left of second okay, base. Two okay, okay. So, so like, it's you not could, you can shift, but up to that line of demarcation would be second base. Yeah. Okay. I. I get a little bit more on board with that, but I still like the idea of being able to. Pos- you have those eight defenders plus the pitcher. Put them where you want. You, you know, you could what you could do, Kevin. What's that? You could shift the third baseman down to the left field. The left field goes to center field. The center fielder goes to right field, and then right field kind of plays a short right field, a rover, exactly a short right field. And now you're still doing the shift, uh-huh. but you're not touching. This the second and shortstop. So you still have two infielders to the right of second base and two infielders to the left of second, uh, or uh, or one. You know, it, you don't bypass the maximum of infielders to either side of the second base. Yeah, I think we got. We should put a poll up on the banning shifts thing. I would like to see. Uh, let's what, let's do that. Yeah, because I know that uh, the listeners were overwhelmingly negative against the shifts in their comments. But I would like to see a poll. And yes. Find a guess. Probably like 80% at least would uh, dislike. Uh, or they, they wouldn't want banning the ships. Wow. That was. Did I? Okay. okay. Would you would, would you like to see MLB banning the shift? What would be the percentage? Yes. And what would be the percentage? No. <laughs> no would be like 80, 85%. People want to be. People want to watch. You're a race fan. You want to have that ability to have your team shift. I would. I. I, I agree that the majority would say no, but I don't think it's, it would be like that. I think this would be sixty-five to seventy percent. Oh. But Kevin, we've run long yes. enough. Yes. Uh, good episode. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Uh, all right. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked On Race podcast. Thank you for making it your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you later on this week.